Hello and welcome to the Small Firms Association podcast. The SFA is the voice of small business in Ireland, proudly representing a diverse membership of businesses, typically with 50 employees and often less. We're homegrown and span every sector of the Irish economy. Our members are found in every town and every city in Ireland. In this series of podcasts, part of our Grow, Scale, Succeed campaign, we'll be exploring human resources issues and drawing on the expertise of leaders in the field of human resources. Caroline Casey of CA Compliance, one of our SFA Council members, is joining us today. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us, Caroline. And she's here to advise and guide us through the types of conversations that employers need to have with employees, particularly those perceived as difficult. Her company, CA Compliance, is a consultancy firm that provides HR compliance, complaint management and governance services. So you know what you're talking about. (laughs) First of all, Caroline, um, describe to me, what do we mean by difficult conversations or an employee with difficulties? what, What are we actually talking? about an employee would be somebody who comes with uh, difficulties can come in lots of different guises so it could be somebody who has capability issues it could be somebody who's got interpersonal issues in the workplace it could be somebody who's got mental issues in the workplace that the employee needs to manage um, and take in, in ter- appropriate action in that regard I presume employers are often terrified of having these conversations. Well, that's why I think it's very important to be prepared and to know what it is that you're actually going to be working with in terms of the individual and um, to have open conversations from the very beginning. When you say prepare, what should you do in terms of preparing for a difficult conversation? Do you just steal yourself or do you write a plan or how do you actually prepare? Okay, well, I think the first thing to do is to actually make sure that you've got robust policies in the organisation and procedures, because the last thing you want to do is isolate an incident to one individual. You prefer to be all-encompassing so that it's not seen that you're targeting one individual. But if it's performance-related, obviously, you will tackle that particular issue. If it's interpersonal, you'll tackle that particular issue. But you have to make sure that you follow the various legislation that's there. So, for example, if it's health and safety, that would affect somebody's well-being in terms of um, their uh, capability, um, um, agility to do the work, etc. Um, it could be equality, something could have arisen under the bullying issue or something in, the, in that line. Or it could be just that their capability and unable to actually do the role. So um, being very clear at the, from the very beginning in terms of policies, in terms of contract, in terms of what the person is supposed to do. So that at least sets the metric for where to start and where to, to, to start the conversation. Which shouldn't, I should add, Angela, be difficult at the beginning. Um, it's just that it can be quite taxing for an, a manager and it's best to be prepared. So the preparation is key. So there's a lot of legislation both from the EU and at home so, uh, you know, a regular employer won't have that at the top of there. So they must call in expertise. I presume that starts at the policy making place. Do you start off with the policy? You need to bring in some expertise, do you? Maybe, or maybe you can do it indigenously in the firm as well. I mean, a lot of small firms uh, in the small firm association wouldn't necessarily have a HR resource or bring in a HR. So they would naturally 
call in to the uh, Secretariat of the SFA to, to get support. Um, but usually what I would say to somebody in that regard is to, to be objective. Don't have your decision made before you go and you speak to somebody. Um, look at where the past successes have been with the individual at the, at the beginning. So what have they done well and leverage on that to make improvements into the future. And maybe put a training plan in place um, if, if it's a capability, maybe put a buddy with them, um, various different measures to try and uh, make it uh, an easier conversation than it might be. Now you say bring in some training. Yes. Who do you bring into the training? Do you just bring in the managers? Do you just bring in the difficult people? What, what do you do? Well, you might decide training? to do a SkillNet program again offered by the SFA, or you might decide to do um, uh, put them on some sort of um, peer training. Training can come in, in different different ways. It could be um, vocational educational training, or it could be some expensive course that people would do. But something that would specifically target. The, the issue that's to be addressed. I think that is key. It's not just going on training for the sake of training. It must be specific to make an achievement in that regard. So say you want to go on and have the conversation and you've done your policy and you've done your preparation. How do you actually go into the room? How do you manage that situation of having the difficult conversation? Well, the very first thing I think is being prepared yourself. So as the manager, being very prepared for what the facts, the figures, etc. are dealing with the individual. However, the very first thing I would do is going into the room, if I'm meeting you, for example, Angela, is I would say, listen, what, are, what is going on with that individual? What are the reasons for the capability issues, um, the um, non-performance issues, the absenteeism, the interpersonal, the aggression, the whatever the, the issues are, what are the issues? Listen to the individual, um, be empathetic, but not in a condescending manner, but really listen to that individual and don't form any judgment at that particular meeting. So take it away, say we will reconvene back, you know, in a couple of days or whatever it is, a week maybe, um, or even, you know, a short period of time to make the decision. So allow time for to, 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 um, to reflect on what was actually discussed in the meeting. What about the sort of language that you should use? Is there any guideline you could give us on, you know, the type of conversation like using short sentences or impartial language? What would you advise? Well, definitely plain English, which uh, would start in that regard. And um, very much the tone of the conversation is, is good too. So it can be hard for a manager to go into those meetings. They're nervous, perhaps, um, maybe perhaps aggressive tone could come around. So they need to self-reflect before they go into that meeting. So the language is very important that it encourages, um, it encourages betterment from the individual. That's really what it is out to achieve. Um, for example, you don't, what you really want is that there's going to be an improvement that the, part, the employee will stay in employment and not have to go through a disciplinary process. If they have to go to a disciplinary process, which is not the purpose of this particular chat, um, then that will have to follow that stage of policies and procedures. But this is about the counselling, the sort of handling that conversation before it has to go to that level. And can there be sort of a learning, if you do go in with that mindset that you're going to listen, 
can there be learning sometimes from that difficult conversation? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, the manager might say, look, you know, we'll set up a buddy system for somebody to work with you. Um, it's very important to seek to understand from the manager's point of view before they actually, as I said, uh, make a decision. And um, also to remember as the manager, it's that it's very hard to, to, you're not going to change the person, it's, you want to change the behaviour of whatever it is that has arisen. And that is paramount and sometimes people think oh, I have to change him or her. It's, that's not going to happen, it has to be the behaviour that you're trying to change and to instill, uh, instill um, more success for the, for the company and for the individual because when the employee is happy, the employer is happy as well because it obviously leads to better success for the business. Do you think that sometimes the uh, the employee might have a legitimate point that you actually didn't know beforehand until you had the meeting? I think that could could easily be the case, and that's why I say open mind, non non judgmental going into the meeting, and making sure that um, it's not um, uh, you don't want a point scoring um, conversation. What you want is that it's an open win win aimed conversation that it's going to lead to the success. Obviously, conversations can go, you know, performance maybe does get bad and you do have to follow more formal disciplinary procedures but this is the this is the sort of preliminary part of trying to see can we resolve it before we actually have to take formal procedures further sometimes uh, i've heard people say that sometimes you get distracted by side issues does that ever happen it can be but i think it's really important to keep the conversation on message obviously if the side issue is relevant to the issue so if it's something that's going on in the person's life and it's coming into the workplace that obviously is good to know because perhaps the employer can put some employee support mechanism in place so that that would be helpful i mean it could be a flexibility issue of working hours um it could be um uh, training as i said it could be a buddy system it could be just a literally empathy for understanding what a person is going through a difficult conversation can come from anything it could be somebody going through a bereavement it could be going through somebody going through cancer it could be in the family themselves etc and obviously that's aside from the work itself issues there so it's understanding and avoiding point scoring, I presume, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Caroline, thank you so much for that. Um, really appreciated having you on the podcast. That's all from the Small Firms Association podcast for today. Do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on your own podcast provider. And also, don't forget to check out the website. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn and SoundCloud and Facebook. So until the next time, from me, Angie Mazzetti, and all on the team here in the Small Firms Association, goodbye and take care. Thank you.